Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. If you were here back on Christmas Eve in this church, you remember that on Christmas Eve, we danced. Now, for some of us, we danced in our minds and our hearts. But I saw some of you in the back who, when they sang this West African Christmas carol, were dancing. And you couldn't help it, because there's so much joy in the song. These people get that light has shined in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. So that is the very reason why we danced. And I'm going to say those words again in case this is too early in the sermon and you're a little bit foggy. But hear these words. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Today, just a second ago, I read to you from St. Matthew pretty much the same exact news. And it goes like this. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. Friends, this is good news. For those oppressed by the powers of sin and death, not only 2,000 years ago, but even today, this is reason to dance. This is hope. This is freedom. This is liberation in the midst of all the chaos of your life with whatever you bring today, all the trauma, all the pain, all the suffering, all the betrayal, we hear this. The darkness could not overcome this inbreaking of light. And so it is in this context, this context of hope, this context of freedom, that we hear Jesus proclaim Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. Now, what does it mean to repent? If you're like me, you hear that word repent, and all you can think about is that guy who is always at Union Square, who's got a sign, and he's yelling at you. He's yelling at you to repent. He doesn't have to yell those words because it says it on the sign. But friends, this is not what Jesus means. You just heard the context. This is a context of hope, of freedom, of liberation, of light, despite everything. This glimmer of light not being set off by the darkness. When Jesus says repent, he is not so much saying, get your act together. The force of what he's saying is, be of a new mind. Change your whole way of thinking. Wrap your mind around this brand new reality. Again, this isn't a call to get your act together. No, this is much bigger. This is a call to embrace an entire different kind of reality. The new one ushered in by the incarnation of Christ. This reality is the unexpected reality that God's gracious love has invaded this broken world. The kingdom of God has drawn near. 
Friends, this is not a bummer like what we hear about in Union Square or in Times Square. This is the greatest news of all. So what does this new reality that Christ ushers in, what does it look like? What is it marked by? Well, it's marked by the forgiveness of sins. And I don't know if you've been reading the news or checking your Twitter feed or whatever it is you look at, but there is absolutely no forgiveness in our world today. And yet the kingdom of heaven is marked by the forgiveness of sins. What else is it marked by? It is marked by the undoing of all that has gone wrong. You saw at the end of the gospel lesson, Jesus is out there, he, right after he says repent, right after he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he is healing the sick, he is curing the ill, he is making a way out of nowhere. This is what the kingdom of heaven looks like. The undoing of all that has gone wrong, not only in our lives, but in the world. What else is this kingdom marked by? Well, it's marked by the inversion of quid pro quo. The inversion of tit for tat. Karma has been crushed. But we love our karma. We love it because I, I get what I put in. I get what I deserve. And those people who don't, well, I'm not on that side. This is the inversion of that. Undeserving people being given gifts, being given life. And so what this means is that this new reality has its consequences. It will cause us to doubt our common sense assumptions of how the world should work. But it's also the greatest news of all. In this new reality, this new kingdom, despair does not have the final word. Death has no more dominion over us because it has no dominion over him and we are in him. So you and I, we don't need to be nihilists or stoics preparing our emotions, not getting too happy or too sad because, well, life is just the way it is. Now we are told that our common sense assumptions of how it is, that's thrown out the window. It's in this context of hope, friends, that he says repent. It's in this context of freedom that he says it's going to take a lifetime, but you start wrapping your mind around this new reality, this new thing that you're not used to, but it's true. I don't know if you've seen the movie Jojo Rabbit. It's up for a lot of the Academy Awards this year. Uh, but in this movie, it takes place in World War, uh, during World War II in Germany, and there are Jews and Germans in this war. It takes place during the heart of the war. And about midway through the movie, when it's clear that D-Day has happened, that the war's days are numbered, that Hitler's armies will not win, that Hitler will not seize the moment. It's at this very moment that the Scarlett Johansson character tells her son, the first thing I'm going to do when the war ends is I am going to dance. Because dancing is for people who have been set free. 
My friends, in World War II, the powers of sin and death were very clear. And for us today, those powers are living and active. And we see this in the pains of our life, the pains of our country, the suffering, the betrayal, whatever it is you bring here with you today. But just like in the movie, just like in the war, D-Day has happened. The cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ was D-Day. The powers of sin and death, well, they're not going to be around forever. They've lost. And so we have hope. We have hope, even though the war has not ended, even though Jesus has not come again yet. In the midst of the despair, in the midst of the pain and of the suffering, we are people who have hope. Because we know the end of the story. We know that light has shined in the darkness and that the darkness has not overcome it. Friends, you and I, we know the powers of sin and death will ultimately lose. And so this is why we don't wait to the end of the war. Right now, as we experience those moments of resurrection here and now, we keep on dancing because we are free. We have been liberated. We have hope, a real living hope. So won't you dance with me, whether it's in your heart or whether you actually do it, because we're going to sing those words in a minute, and I'm praying to God that Camel brings it, because I'm trying to bring it here today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.